Relic Radio. This is Relic Radio Sci-Fi, old-time radio science fiction stories from RelicRadio.com. Representative. 
The space travel is not cheap, you know. We saw no need of three observers when one would do. Uh, yes. Yes, I, I see. Um, I've arranged for you to have a brief guided tour of parts of the Earth to illustrate our population problem. Oh, very well. Uh, we've agreed to reserve decision until we've seen Earth. Uh, we can begin our tour now, if you like. This is the Bureau of Population Statistics. You see that screen over there, Mr. Rockwood, the one with the red numbers on it? Mm. It's the up-to-date record on Earth's population. Every birth and death is automatically set into the main computer channel as soon as it's known, and within an hour it's registered up there. 13,762,312,000. Last column doesn't stay still long enough for me to read it. Uh, no, it doesn't. We average half a million new Earthmen a day, and the computer has to move fast to keep up. <laughs> It's an average gain of three or four million people a week. 150 million a year. And the figure keeps rising. <laughs> what you need is a really efficient play. Something to clear away three or four billions. <laughs> I don't find that very amusing, Mr. Rockwood. An interplanetary war would achieve the same thing. Shall we move on? <laughs> There you see New York City. Population, 15 and a half million. Incredible. One long stretch of buildings. Well, the largest city on Venus has only 200,000 people. I can remember when we still had trees in New York. <laughs> Not anymore. Wood is a luxury on Earth now. And so is living space. Where do you expect to put the billions you're figuring on in coming years? Hmm? I wish I knew. We're converting Mars and Venus and Callisto into livable worlds, but the rest of the planets are impossible to convert. We need population relief in a hurry. Meaning emigration to Venus, Mars, and Callisto. Yes. If... If you'll permit us to send more settlers to the planets we built and colonized. Oh, come now. Do you really think we owe you the right to send the overflow to us? Let's finish the tour. We can discuss possible arrangements later. <laughs> an artificial island in the Gulf of Mexico. Since we've hardly any open land on Earth for cultivation, we've turned to farming the sea. We've developed some new foods. These are plankton sticks, synthesized from small sea creatures, microscopic crustaceans. Mm -hmm. And this bread comes from plankton flowers. Taste it. Oh, oh dear. <coughs> Not very tasty stuff, is it? No, it isn't. What half of Earth's population knows no other food. It's nutritious, and the supply is practically limitless. And we can't spare land for grazing animals. The only ones left are in the zoo. Do you care for another slice of steak? Uh, uh, no, thanks. No, thanks. This one will do very... <coughs> well, oh, uh, may I have something to drink, please? Wash away that taste.
did you enjoy the rush hour subway ride? It was a nightmare. I've given you as good a sample of Earth's life as is possible in a single day. You've seen much of North America, but it's worse elsewhere. Why, in Asia alone... Please, please, Mr. McLaren, no more statistics. You've made your point over and over again. I'm sorry if I've tired you. But I wanted to show you the contrast between Earth and your own uncrowded planets. And now I appeal to you, Mr. Rockwood, in the name of the humanity that's common to all our worlds, you want us to let you send overflow masses to us. We built those colonies as a safety valve for overpopulation. And now that we need to use that valve, it's shut tight. Mr. Rockwood, I'm a reasonable man. I know we're asking something that amounts to an imposition, but I beg you. I agree. Earth is terribly overcrowded. The population of Venus is about 700 million. Mars has about a billion. Callisto, 300 million. Now, these figures are close to the peak of optimum population. And since our death rates are low, thanks to medical advances, we have to keep a careful watch over birth rates to maintain normal population distribution. I ask you to let... Now, hear me out, please. We're deeply moved and sympathetic to your plight. We wish we could help you. We feel pity. The pity we would have for... Well, for an idiot who, given a loaded gun, proceeds to blow his brains out. What did you say? I knew how overcrowded Earth was before I took your little tour. But we haven't grown overcrowded and won't. Why? Because we have small worlds, smaller than Earth. We can't allow ourselves to breed at Earth's rate. We see the inescapable need for certain self-restrictions. You don't see the moral obligation to accept some of our excess people? We see a moral obligation to refuse. To force you to see your real problem and its solution. I am empowered by the General Assembly, Mr. Rockwood, to exert any means within my power to make you change your mind. And Earth, I'm afraid, has more armed vessels than your three worlds combined. So you're threatening war? Not war. Survival. You have country estates, rolling green fields, and we don't have an inch of free space. So you'll fight to make us let you in. You're bigger fools than I thought. Fourteen billion of you crammed onto one world, and a mere two billion of us scattered over three. Why, a war would ruin you. We'd bomb you in a shotgun spray and knock off a hundred thousand no matter where we struck. While you'd have to pry us out of nooks and crannies. We'd lose perhaps a hundred million people, but you'd lose billions. <laughs> I think we could risk it. So you won't yield. You'd risk war even. You won't take colonists. When we colonize the stars, we shall do it differently. The stars? <laughs> yes, you're counting on them as your last hope. Hmm? But do you seriously think colonizing the stars can help your population problem? Hmm? Oh, look, Mr. McClellan, even if you invented a workable star drive tomorrow, it would take five years before the first ships got off the ground. You're adding 500,000 a day. Now, how many people would these ships hold? A thousand each? With 500,000 new births a day, you wouldn't be able to ship people to the stars fast enough to keep up. 
the maths against you, sir. You'd have to run as fast as you could just to stay where you are. Well, I suppose there's no further negotiation we can do, Mr. Rockwood. I'll arrange for your immediate return to your home planet. Well, will you think about what I've said? I'll think about it, yes. But we have 14 billion people on Earth. Mr. McClellan, we're not anxious for war. But your threat doesn't scare us either. We'll fight to defend our way of life. And we'll win, sir. Good day, Mr. McClellan. No. 
No, I absolutely refuse. You can't meddle with science this way, Lester. Research must continue. If you interfere with me this way, well, I'll have no choice but to resign. Your resignation is accepted, Bernie. Effective immediately. What? But I only met that if... I'm sorry, Bernie. So you're actually fine. If you want to call it that. You don't want to understand how disastrous it would be to continue work on the Star Drive, okay? Your successor will be a man who will understand such things. Maybe he won't be as gifted as you are, Bernie, but that's all right. The stars can wait. Lester, you can't fire me like this. So cold-bloodedly, so so ruthlessly. We've been friends for years. You think I don't know that? But all along, I've been soft-hearted, been making concessions, taking the easy way out. We farmed the seas. We colonized three worlds. We cleared away half the Antarctic ice pack to make new land. All big, important things, but all dodging the real issue. Now, I'm back against the wall. The whole world is. I can't be soft-hearted anymore. Lester, this doesn't sound like you. I know, I know. You think I like the spot I'm in now? But a new order has to come about. An order which demands strength, tough-mindedness, courage. It's either that or a situation I don't want to think about. I can't let anything stand in the way now. Do I have time to clear out my office? can have until tomorrow. And remember that you're still bound by security regulations in case you plan to scream to the new sheep. I'll remember it. So long, Lester. Good luck. Thanks. I'm probably going to need it. <laughs> fundamental physical limitation of the amount of matter there is in the universe. Old Malthus was right. With a higher technology, you can push the limit out a little further, but not beyond the limits of the universe. They're fundamental. It becomes necessary, sooner or later, to go in for quality instead of quantity. Not for numbers but for fineness. Not for bigger, but for better. That's the direction we've got to go. 